0: Love, talk, radio.
1: This is the Sherry and Carrie Show, with your hosts, Sherry and Carrie. Let your voice be heard.
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sherry and Carrie Show, with your hosts, Devin Carey and Sherry Johnson. We have a very special guest tonight, and his name is Johnny Daggers. Director, actor, author, model, and musician, among other things, a jack of all trades, you will. Um, And he will be joining us here in a few minutes. Um, Sherry is a little under the weather tonight, so I will be taking over most of the show. But not to worry, it is still going to be super amazing. Um, Before that, though, We have a review that we do for SysOff, which you can find on YouTube and Facebook, and among um, like Twitter and a whole bunch of other social media sites. And um, here we go right now with the review from SysOff. Hi guys, how's it
1: going? This is Nick, and uh, this is another episode of Sysoft MR Movie Reviews. The only reason I'm doing this movie review alone is because Carl could not join me for this special screening. Um, It's the only reason I'm doing this without him, because I feel like this review should be out there. But I just got back from a special advanced screening of the Purge election year, and I have to say, it has been easily the best of the three all put together. Everyone knows the first Purge was really not that good they were still kind of finding what they could do with that franchise. The second one was really good, more action-related than uh, horror, which is how it was kind of marketed. And this one was incredible, it had a lot of actual depth with uh, the plots they constructed for this film. A lot of it actually centered around what The Purge did to the working class, uh, what The Purge did Economically, how, how it was looking to phase out the working class man to better the uh, richer. It also covered uh, things like um, gun control and how something like the purge would be mass income for some of the American politicians and uh, also the politicians that are profiting off of the purge because of them wiping out the working class which means they wouldn't have to financially be responsible for welfare and stuff like that, taking care of the people that have no money. So that was a very interesting piece of the plot they added and introduced to this particular film because it's something that kind of seems somewhat plausible. Now, of course, The Purge itself doesn't seem plausible. I don't think our country will ever get that bad. Fingers crossed. I urge everybody, go see this movie. It is incredible. The amount of plot depth that they added to this particular one to hopefully finish up the franchise strong. uh, It was just unexpected and really cool. And of course, there was also some humor in there introduced by, uh, you know, it's kind of campy, but it's, uh, it's funny. You laugh. The whole theater laughs. It, it actually seemed to respond very well to the audience I was uh, surrounded by. Go see this movie. It was it was really good. Blumhouse knocked another one out of the park, I think. It probably won't make what it deserves at the box office, but I hope it definitely uh, gets what it deserves, because it looks like a lot of people pulled together and worked real hard on this film. And just remember, keep in mind that this movie is not a horror film. Don't go in expecting it to be. This movie is very strongly an action thriller with a few scares, a handful of scares uh, thrown in there. So the purge election year, home run for me, go see it. It was really good. Catch y'all later.
2: All right. Well, I know what I'll be seeing when it comes out. We actually aired this last week, but just in case anyone, any uh, of our listeners missed it, it is there for your convenience. So when it comes out, um, go watch it. Anyway, speaking of amazing movies, um, I just got done. uh, Actually, before that, I would like to introduce our special guest, Johnny Daggers. Uh, Johnny, are you with us tonight? Hello, Johnny. Okay, I don't... Hello, Johnny. Well, while I wait for him to come on, I'd, I actually can give a brief introduction on when he started his film career in 2010. He wrote and directed the star of his first short film, Sam Hine Night Feast, Fueled by a gritty grindhouse the debut film went on to win the Bastard of Horror short film held the same year. The word catapulted dagger's career into the annals of underground horror claims, and the rest is, they say, history. Uh, Johnny, are you there? Hmm. Sherry, are you there?
3: Yeah, I'm here. Um, I okay. do have a number pulled up, so, I don't know, Johnny, are you with us? Uh, hmm. I did you, you pull them I... into the show? I did, uh, yes. Um. Um, Johnny, feel free to interrupt
2: me as soon as you come on, if you're there. I do want to say, I actually watched his film last night, Blood of the Real. And I will admit that I should not have had that pizza and popcorn. Um, (laughs) It was pretty gruesome, and it was amazing. If you are a horror fan or a horror filmmaker, you should totally check out Blood of the Real. This is for you because it was also not only a great film, but inspired me greatly to pursue a career in filmmaking. Um, Are you there, Donnie?
3: feel free
0: they did the introduction I to it.
2: hello, Johnny.
3: um i
0: I, I hear
3: him, but That's it's not clear
0: the phone doesn't die out in here. I even put it on speakers, so and I don't hear anything but Johnny can we can hear you uh, <laughs> still free
2: Johnny, we he he can lies. hear Here's you Johnny,
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, um. All right. Well, I will also go into saying that uh, his, he is actually working on right now Noctambulus, another production that is in the works. Uh, Jonathan, can you hear us yet? I'm, I'm going to keep talking until you can hear, I can try to hear you. Okay. Um, <laughs> he also had a, uh, a book coming out this year,
1: *Neverlasting*,
2: which is going to be phenomenal. I saw it looks like a modern-day Edgar Allan Poe or something like that. And I must say that I love Edgar Allan Poe. So if you love Edgar Allan Poe, you gotta check that book out. What's with, with us, Johnny? Oh my God! Where's Johnny? Um,
3: Johnny? um. I think he was trying to come. Devin, I think he was trying to come on the line, but he's having. He thinks he's having trouble, but we actually heard him. Yeah. We did have. We did ha- hear ha- him.
2: Uh, let me see if I can message him real quick. Um, actually, I would also like to say, I mean, since he's not on just yet, his his movie Sanhain Night Feast, whatever he started production in it back in 2010. He had no, like he it was just one of those projects, you know, one of those things, um, something just fun to do with his buddies, you know, drink a little bit and um some um think a uh, magazine or some uh, uh, Bastard of the Four Film Fest contacted him
1: to, um...
2: Johnny, can you hear us yet? Johnny,
0: hello? Oh, I just messed him on. I just to let him know.
2: Johnny, the story goes into he was not planning on winning that film fest. He just kind of went just to see it, you know, aired on the big screen. And before he knew it, it was a crowd favorite, and he won the Bastard of the Four Film Fest, which was awesome. Johnny... Here's Johnny. I'm glad your name is Johnny so I could use that, that. (laughs) You know, from the shining. Johnny. God, I'm running out of material, man.
0: Um. Hey.
2: Okay. Um.
3: Johnny. Crap. We are definitely still connected, so we can hear him, I believe. Um yeah, He's the only um, other sound trying to come through, but for some reason, we're just having a bad connection. Um,
2: you know, yeah. Um, he's still connected. Yeah, I mean,
3: he could still hear us. He can hear us? Yeah, so I believe so. Well,
2: I mean, I'm going to try to get more out there, because, I mean, I did a lot of research today, and... I mean, I could I could probably you know keep talking until she comes on, but I really want you know I really wanted the audience to get it from him. Oh man. Um, okay, but, we uh, actually I
3: mean, we just lost him. I'm I he might call back in again, so let's just keep our fingers crossed and hope that Johnny will call back in.
2: Okay. Um. All right. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep interrupting myself to see if he's there. Well. He um if you if you like, you know, horror, gruesome horror and indie horror and just to see kind of the raw material that uh that goes with the indie underground, this is for you. And really, honestly, this is a lot better than these days the remix with um with like what Hollywood is just pushing out for like no reason. I mean it sells, so why not? So I mean therefore, whenever you, you really want to get creative Hit the underground. That's where it's at. And uh, Hello. I do know. Okay, Johnny, can you hear us? Johnny? Yes, I'm here. Okay, great, great. Sorry, well, um, sorry, I kept talking. Were you able to hear us?
0: No, I lost you at the end of the purge review. Um, I still oh, showed as connected on my phone, but there was no sound for like three or four minutes. So I just kept waiting yeah. and waiting and waiting, thinking that maybe you'd pop on. And then after that yeah. didn't happen, I just decided to hang up and call back. So yes, All right. I'm here.
2: Great. great, great. Well fear not. I did a lot of research today, so I was able to kind of, you know, give the audience a scoop on um, you know, just a lot of your background. Um but uh besides that though. What um, I, We really want to know about the Blood of the Real, Noctamb- Noctambulus, and Neverlastin um, from, your, from your words. Do uh, you want to start with Blood of the Real? Just a little bit of a um, you know, scoop on that?
0: Yeah, Blood on the Real is the first documentary of its type. It's the only documentary which focuses on the trials and tribulations in which the independent filmmakers go through. And I've suffered from a lot of these perils My over the past six years uh, Which led me to do this documentary uh, Initially okay. I didn't aspire to do a documentary Because I'm not a documentary filmmaker I'm a horror filmmaker I'm a thriller, uh, you know, suspense filmmaker But I started thinking back on a lot of the issues That had happened to me over the years Like nearly being arrested for filming without permits And then I was nearly shot by a military officer For filming on government property without uh, permission. It was really guerrilla-style filmmaking back in my early career. And uh, all these other crazy stories that kind of happened to me, and I was going to release these stories as extra DVD footage for the anniversary of my first film, Sam Samhain Night Beast, and for the yeah. anniversary of Caustic Zombies.
3: And then the more yeah. I thought about
0: it, the more I realized that, hey, you know what? All of my filmmaker friends in the industry have all gone through the same thing. Maybe I'll reach out to a handful of them, and we'll share our stories, and put together a little documentary. The next thing I know, once word got out, I had 90 filmmakers from around the world contact me wanting to share their stories and uh, just share their experiences. So it went from being just a United States national-type documentary to a global perspective Mm -hmm. of what filmmakers from all over the world go through. So we have filmmakers from the U.K., filmmakers from New Zealand, filmmakers from Canada, filmmakers in the U.S., and so this really gives a global perspective of what it's like to be an independent filmmaker and literally put everything that you have on the line with me. It was almost my wife <laughs> at least one, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and then monetarily speaking, you know, there were times where I didn't know if I was going to be able to make my mortgage payment because I was putting yeah. all of my, you know, nine to five work checks into, uh, you know, production, buying costumes and beating and, oh. and the cast and crew. So that's kind of how blood on the real came about. And, uh, it really was just a, a blessing in disguise, you know. It worked yeah, out to be the yeah. first documentary of its kind, and you know. And now we have it was actually the first film that I ever did that landed me an international distribution deal too. Yeah. So now I'm actually a professional filmmaker instead of just uh, an aspiring filmmaker. So yeah.
2: I gathered you got a lot of uh, you had a lot of you know the filmmakers in the film Blood on the Rails. I watched it last night. I don't know if you heard that um in the introduction. I did not. But uh, you got. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I was I was mentioning that um I shouldn't have eaten you know that pizza and that popcorn for sure. But <laughs> um yeah. I noticed um you had like you know the the production of like um, SGL Entertainment there. It was like uh, they they distributed your Blood on the Real. wasn't that right?
0: Yeah, they're one of the largest distributors for independent horror filmmakers. Yeah, yeah. So I, I saw the that. Was... Mhm.
2: And um also like it was Dark Visions. Or what uh it was like Dark Vision Productions
0: or or Studios or something? Uh well Dagger Vision um. Productions is my film studio and then SGL's yeah, the yeah, distributor yeah. and then uh you might be thinking back to some of the other filmmakers and their production companies that were mentioned yeah. along the way throughout the documentary. Oh yeah, and,
2: but, there was, yeah, it yeah, was a ton it was a time to, to remember. But um so what um what can you tell us about uh Noctambulus? That's the one you're working on right now, isn't it?
0: Yeah, we started production about a week and a half ago. I think we're six or seven days in now, and then I'm actually on hiatus this week for a week's break, and then we'll resume filming after Fourth of July. Um, But Noctambulus is the film that I've always aspired to make since I started my career. Um, It's a 1920s black-and-white silent. I say silent horror film. It's technically more of a thriller suspense film than it is horror, but it has many undertones of horror with it as well. Um, but that was just that's, – that's where my influences have always come from, early 1900s, turn-of-the-century German expressionist oh, yeah. slash noir mm-hmm. films. You know, Gollum, Not and then the Dr. Caligari. So this is the direction I, con- I would like to continue with for the rest of my career. But it took me the first six years building up to that, learning the ropes, And I never went to film school. I never – you know, I was completely self-taught made my first short film, Samhain Night Feast, which was a 20-minute black-and-white short film. So it's kind of along those lines, uh, but I made that for my disdain towards Hollywood. I didn't like what they were putting out. I was sick of the remakes and the sequels. So I decided to make a 20-minute short for just myself and my friends. And unbeknownst to me, about three weeks after the film was edited and put together, I found out that somebody got their hands on it, and it was going to screen at the Bastards of Horror Short Film Festival in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So, long story short, I get invited to the festival, I show up not expecting anything, and the film ended up winning the Short Film Fest. And I thought, wow, if we can make a movie just for our own selves without even having prior schooling, uh, what can we do if we actually put our minds to it and went legit and started an actual production company? So that's how I accidentally fell into the world of filmmaking. And then since then, you know, it was 2014, I signed my... First major distribution deal with SGL Entertainment, and uh, you know everything that I release from there there on out, including Noctambulus and so forth, will all be released through SGL. So, yeah.
2: Well, it's one of the one of those things where if you have fun with it, it can. I mean, it can really take you somewhere. If you think about all the, you know, I mean, I noticed in the uh, in the Blood of the Real, if you like focus on like you know the like the fame or just any of that stuff, it's not going to you know be as fun and rewarding. As if you know, like with you, you just had fun with it in the beginning and suddenly it won an award without you even knowing who was gonna do. Right.
0: That. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I never I was always an aspiring musician, you know, and I had a yeah. I had a record deal back in two thousand that I walked away from because I wasn't happy with the with the company that I was signed to and uh, mm-hmm. I walked away from, you know, my dream and then but it was all it was funny though because I was Writing, I compose a lot of really dark orchestral arrangements, and I was doing this yeah. industrial band that always uh, incorporated a lot of horror in with the music. So, horror oh, has yeah. always yeah. been my, also my, you know, my love just as much as music, but I really, I just, you know, I never thought about becoming a filmmaker before until, you know, Sam Haynes was made and it won an award, and I thought, let's do this for real. So, six years later, here I am. Yeah.
2: It's probably really, you probably really inspired a lot of um, aqua- uh, aspiring filmmakers across the globe as well. Um, you definitely inspired me when I was watching The Blood of the Real film last night. I was like, you know what? This, this is something that I would really love to get into. And I feel like you, you really touched a, um, a very impor- important part of um, my own life and career because, I mean, I'm a huge horror fan. So this was definitely okay, up cool. my alley i got to say, yeah. Oh, good, man. I'm so, glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. And so I really, I really encourage a lot of others to watch this film if you are a horror fan, or even if you just want to get into filmmaking, this is still a yeah. great film to check out. Um, Thank but you. I, I want to – yeah, yeah, of course, of course. So I want to go into uh, Neverlasting. That is coming out this year, isn't it?
0: Yeah, that'll be released this October, just in time for Halloween. So I'm about that! Perfect time, for, perfect time for horror, perfect time for horror. So, uh, yeah, what, actually, what exactly? Yep.
2: I'm sorry, so go I, ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask, you know what, what's uh, you know what's up with that? Like, what's it about? And I'll, you just just give the uh, give the skinny on all that.
0: Yeah, well, never lasting. Oddly enough, one of my perils that I have faced as an independent filmmaker is sometimes you run out of funding during mid-production and the film comes to an end and it may or may not ever see the light of day, which is what kind of happened with Neverlasting. Neverlasting was originally a story that I had written uh, that we were going to do. I've always been inspired by not only horror films, but I love really dark animated horror films. And when I say this, I don't mean Tim Burton. I mean, there's people that are in the U.K. All your listeners need to check out a gentleman by the name of Robert Morgan. He does really creepy, dark animated horror films. Um, And there's also the Quay Brothers, who are from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and then they moved to Germany. And for the past 40 years, they've been doing uh, really dark animated films over in Germany. Um, And these have also been big, big inspirations for me. So I wanted to do a really dark, creepy, animated horror film, stop-motion. And um, we got Doug Bradley, who did Pinhead and Hellraiser. We got him oh, yeah. signed on to do the narration for, for the film. And his girlfriend, who's an amazing artist, Steph Shulu, uh, Shulo, she came aboard. She was making some of the sets with us. And halfway through the production, we ran out of money, and the film got put on hold. So... I was really bummed out about it because it was one of the favorite, my favorite pieces that I had ever written, and it was, it was about a year ago. My friend had helped me on such a shame. Nothing's ever being done with Mo and Arm Cara. Uh, you should really do something with that. So I looked over the script and I realized, you know what? I have a really good story on my hands so that I could just adapt this into a book. And so that's how Neverlasting happened. I didn't really, I wasn't. I changed the title of of the, the well, the book, from Mo and Arm Cara to Neverlasting. Mm-hmm. and um, ended up contacting an artist by the name of William C. Cope to illustrate it for me. So it's actually an mm-hmm. illustrated horror novel, and uh, he executed the illustrations very beautifully. But, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of how Neverlasting happened. It happened because the movie just got put on hold due to lack of funding, and uh, I decided to convert it into a book. And then I signed with Burning Ball Publishing, who I had a few friends who were signed to that publisher, and uh, plan on having a long-lasting relationship with them as well for future novels and uh,
2: collections.
0: That's
2: great. One of the beauty of the filmmaking, huh? <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so if you could give um, aspiring filmmakers any piece of advice if they want to get into this industry, besides checking out Blood on the Real, because that, that's one of the things that, that, is, that could really, really help you and be beneficial, what would you what piece of advice would you give to the spire filmmakers?
0: I would honestly just say to pick up a camera and do it. And I think essentially all the filmmakers involved with blood on the real, in their own words, more or less said the same thing. That yeah. If you are passionate about films and if you're sick and tired of what Hollywood is doing and they're basically, I always say that Hollywood, uh, rapes the horror audience more or less, more so than any other genre. Um, Horror in general, more than comedy or anything else, has consistent remake after remake oh, yeah. after remake mm. and sequel after sequel. And the reason being is because everybody will flock to the movie theater in September and October when it's getting close to Halloween, and they'll shell out, you know, extreme, extremely ridiculous amounts of money for popcorn yeah, and soda and the film, and itself. So if you're yeah. sick of it and you don't want to see it anymore, pick up a camera and make something that you do want to see. And honestly, your stuff might be the complete shit. I mean, my first short film won a film festival. And now being in the position that I'm in, I don't even want anybody to ever see my first film. And that sounds ridiculous. It sounds ridiculous because it won a film festival, but it's yeah. like, that's not where I'm at now. And I've grown so much since then that it's actually kind of embarrassing. Like, I'm like, no, don't watch that. Like, yeah, okay. It won, you know, but it's it's not where I'm at now. But the thing yeah. is, is just just do it. And you might suck, and you might never get a distribution bill, but at least you've tried. And when you're on your deathbed, at least you can say you gave it a shot. Yeah. Because, you yep. know, nothing... Yeah. Sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say, nothing's going to happen for you if you don't give it a try. So at least try and see where it leads you, and you might end up with a career like I did, so...
2: Exactly. And your first feature film was... Caught. We don't have a, lot, a whole lot more time, but I just got to say, I... Saw what happened in the, the Blood of the Real was caustic zombies when you went to that yes. plant, and oh my god! Like I wish we had more time to go into that. And if you want to know what happened in that, you got to check out Blood of the Real. But uh, that was crazy. That was insane. <laughs> yeah, <man.
0: laughs> yeah oh, that, man. that was that. That was when I almost got killed. We were uh, caustic zombies revolves around the near nuclear mishap of Three Mile Island that happened in Pennsylvania, um, much before many of your listeners are probably alive. And um, (laughs) instead, I I was currently filming about three and a half hours from where the actual Three Mile Island was. So I decided to use a local power plant near me that had the same type of reactors. I could get the same type of shot without traveling three and a half hours. And it was just going to be a quick couple of pickup shots. So we never got permission. We never called ahead. We just loaded up in the car, drove to Homer City Power Plant, which is in Blairsville, Pennsylvania, Mm -hmm. And nowadays, in post-9-11 era, you have to be very cautious. But, you know, at the time, you're more driven by your art and creating than thinking logically. So we just rolled up in there, and we're filming, you know, the reactors and so forth. And the next thing you know, a military jeep flies up over the hill uh, with an officer, guns drawn on us. I mean, it was just, (laughs) I thought, you know. So I gave a little bit of blood on the real way, but, yeah, there's a lot more to the documentary than that. But I think your (laughs) listeners would get a kick out of it because... Oh oh yeah. yeah. It was one of the craziest things that's ever happened to me. So Yeah,
2: I, I gotta say that was one of the most like edgier seat sort of stuff in that in that film, in the blood of the Real. So I, I highly I highly recommend just um just throwing that one more time out there. But uh I, I do gotta say, it was it was definitely great having you on. We're we're running out of time now, but I mean I if we had an if we had an hour slot I would keep going with this stuff, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, hey, tried, uh, I'm sorry that we had some technical issues there for a few minutes, but uh, I'd be more than happy someday if you ever want to have me back on, I'd be more than happy to speak with you again, Devin.
2: Absolutely. It was great having you, Johnny. And um,
0: thank you, you have a wonderful rest of your night, okay, man? Hey, you too. And thank you to all who listened tonight.
2: All right. Thank you. Thank you, man. Bye-bye. Hey, take care. Hey, you too. Um, So. That was Johnny Daggers, everyone, and if you want to find out more of him, check out his – I meant to bring this up right before he got off, but uh, you can check it out at johnnydaggers.com. You can follow him on Facebook, Johnny Daggers, or you can check out his, uh, his other Facebook pages for Neverlasting by Johnny Daggers, now Campbell's film and Blood of the Real. So if you want to follow all the Johnny stuff, just uh, he's right there on Facebook, he's right there on his website, and it is, we're, we're running out of time now, but you can actually check out, if you, if you enjoyed the show, we're going to have a ton more awesome and wonderful, fascinating visitors, a guest, if you will, on the Sherry and Carrie Show. And I'm sorry that Sherry wasn't able to much as I would have liked her to, but she is feeling a little bit of the weather and has lost her voice from doing so many amazing radio shows over the years. And um, I guess, I mean that's pretty much it. But you can check out our shows, Brian and Sherry. Show.com, or you can also find us on ecm network.com. Do not forget the dash in ecm network, or you will just find a $4,000 domain that we were not able to afford at the time. ecmnetwork.com is a 4000 through that out there just now. Anyway, I'm rambling, so I will leave you with that. Check out Johnny Dagger at johnnydaggers.com and his Facebook pages: Johnny Daggers, Noctambulous Film, Neverlasting by Johnny Dagger, or Blood on the reel. Anyway, you all have a wonderful night. And um, I know you weren't on it as much, Sherry, but is there anything that you would like to add at the end?
3: No, I'm all set. Just thank you to all of our live <laughs> listeners. And I hope I'll be able to talk the next show. <laughs> it's a good show. All right.
2: Have a wonderful night, everyone. And see you next week.
0: Thanks so much for listening to The Sherry and Carrie Show. For more information, visit briansherryshow.com or you can visit ecm-network.com. We'll see you next time.